Hello everybody, my name is John Locke and I'd like to welcome you to the winning trade, but first the required disclaimer material. Please be aware that this presentation is for educational purposes only. We are not broker-dealers or financial advisors, and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial, and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. If this is your first experience with us, my name is John Locke. I'm a trading performance and success coach with Locke & Your Success LLC, where myself and my mentors are here to help you win in the markets and in life as well. And today, I'd like to take you into the realm of high probability options trading. Now, high probability options trading is where we utilize option strategies to make money through the passage of time rather than depending solely on price movement alone in order for us to make money. This means that we can often make money whether the price goes up, down, or sideways. Now, this doesn't mean we're going to win all the time, but it does mean we have a much better probability of winning than we would if we were, if we were trying to trade from a purely directional standpoint. Now, the trading strategy that I'd like to go over with you today is something referred to as the M3.4U. Now, the M3.4U is a somewhat bullish bias, market-neutral income strategy that we trade on the Russell 2000 Index. If you're going to do this strategy, it's going to require a minimum of $2,500 per trade. And on the example size that we're going to be doing today, it's going to be a little bit larger than that. And the reason we're doing it a little bit larger is mainly for simplicity. But the example size is going to be what we call $5,000 planned capital. Now, I've been asked questions on planned capital before because a lot of times we'll say a trade is... Uh, say $5,000 planned capital, for example, and when they see the strategy, we only have $2,500 in the strategy or $3,000 in the strategy. Remember that planned capital is just a number that we use to base our profits, losses, uh, profit targets, uh, our exit loss triggers, and our returns off of. And what that does is that gives us a consistent number that we can use so that we can properly base returns. So, you know, for example, if I'm coming in and I have a $2,500 in, in one trade and I win 5% on my $2,500 and then I go into my next trade and I have $5,000 in it and I lose 5% of my $5,000, those are going to be two different dollar numbers. And if you're looking purely at the percentages, you might be in a situation where you, uh, where from a percentage standpoint, you actually made money, but from a real dollar standpoint, you lost money. So in order to keep those numbers in line and so forth, we generally use the maximum amount we're likely to get in the trade at any given time. And that's where that $5,000 comes from. Now, that being the case, when you see our performance numbers, typically our performance numbers, if you're planning or if you're looking at your actual capital involved in the trade, typically our performance numbers are actually much better than what we're displaying. So that's the other thing too, is we're not over inflating our numbers like you might see in some other places. So anyway, our trade example size is going to be a $5,000 planned capital. That's going to make it a two lot or two broken wing butterflies. And the profit target on this strategy is we is none. We don't have one. We let the strategy make as much money as the market will give us in a particular cycle. In general, I would expect a good month to return us, return us of about 10% planned capital. And our exit loss trigger, or also known as a stop loss, is going to be 10% of our planned capital. And that's going to equal $500, uh, $500 for our position size.
so let's take a look at the strategy. First of all, before we even get into this, let me start by saying hopefully this particular example doesn't confuse you. One of the things that happened during the trade was that we had a data problem with our analytical software. And I thought that that would be an interesting reason to, act, to actually display this trade because when these things happen in real markets, what do we do? How do we deal with it? And this will give you an idea of how we can deal with it, okay? So the M3.4U is what we call a broken wing butterfly style strategy. And for those of you who haven't seen this software before, this software is called Option Net Explorer. It's an analytical software that shows us the risk profile of our position. Over here, we have the date. It's Friday, February 19th, 2021. Here we have our options expiration cycles. Down the side here, we have our call options. And further down, we have our put options at each different strike level. This is showing us that we're in the uh, April 16th, 2021 expiration cycle, which is now 56 days to expiration. In this example, we sold two 2240 calls. We bought two 2290 calls. We sold two 2240 puts and we bought two 22, uh, sorry, 2180 puts. This is what's referred to as an iron butterfly position and it's an iron butterfly because I'm using both calls and puts. Now in this strategy if you've seen it before you'll notice we usually use all puts and that is still the case. Typically we use all puts but when I did this trade in uh, real life what ended up happening is I accidentally put on an iron butterfly. Now it doesn't matter whether you buy a put butterfly, you buy a call butterfly, or you or you sell an iron butterfly as we did here, they're all exactly the same trade. Now the analytics might give you a little bit of different number depending on what type of analytical platform you're using, but they are synthetically the same thing and therefore it doesn't really matter. If I make a mistake like this in live trading, I'm just gonna let it go. So anyway, this is the position for us. We have approximately, if you take a look here, well, actually, let me explain this first. This is the risk profile of the position that we just put on. You can see these are the 2180 puts we bought. These are represent the 2240 calls and puts we sold. And this represents the 2290 calls that we bought. The triangular shaped line is what we call our expiration line. This tells us what value the stock will be or the position will be at any price point of the Russell 2000 at expiration. So uh, along the bottom here, we have the asset price or the price of the Russell 2000. You can see the Russell's at 2263.11. This is 2263.11. Uh, up the right side here is our profit and loss numbers. And this dot here represents the current value of the position at the current asset price. You'll also notice that we have this thinner blue line here where the dot is on and that blue line is called the T plus zero line and that represents the estimated value of the position at any given price point in the Russell 2000 as of today. As time goes by, typically you're gonna see this light blue line or the T plus zero line turn into the shape of our expiration line. And as the, the market sits right now, if we were to just 
keep if the price were to just stay in this range from uh, 21.90 or to about 22.90 here, and we did nothing, this position would be up money through the passage of time, which is why it's called an income strategy. If this thing happens to wander outside our tent and we hit certain other trigger parameters, then we're going to start making adjustments. So on this particular strategy, we're looking at minus 3 and plus 4 for our delta uh, adjustments. And depending on what's going on, we're either going to move these calls to correct too much positive delta in that direction, or to correct too much negative delta, we're simply going to go the other way. So very simple strategy. If it goes too, if we have too much trouble to the downside, we will end up rolling this, or, or, or by that I mean selling the position off and repositioning it, and, which we are going to do in this example, by the way. And if it gives us trouble to the upside, we're just simply going to bring these calls down, as I was saying before, so nice simple adjustment. If we start to get too much capital in the position, we'll also start bringing these up to bring our capital back down again. And that's essentially how the strategy works. Let's go on and take a look. And we actually don't have any troubles with the strategy for a little bit. So let me just go to a week ahead here. So here it's February 26th. We are currently down about $18. We had the market move down against us. Remember, we were a little bit positive delta when we started. Actually, let's go back to the start just to take a look at that. When we happened to enter this, we had a positive 0.8 delta, so we're slightly positive delta. That means that uh, theoretically, at least, if the asset price moves up a dollar, we should gain a dollar. If it moves down, we, we're, we're likely to, uh, we should gain 80 cents, I'm sorry. So we have a 0.8 delta, we should gain 80 cents with an up move of a dollar. We should lose 80 cents with a down move of a dollar. There are other factors that determine whether that happens or not, and mainly that's your implied volatility structure and how that shifts. But assuming everything shifts normally, that's what the software is expecting. Um, if we go forward here, you can see the market's kind of coming down a little bit. Down again. Intraday, we had a big move all the way down to here. That's what this dark, this uh, scatter plot's telling us with the uh, little red highlighted area. That was the market mover for the day. Now, in this strategy, we do not adjust in the middle of the day. Okay, we're going to let it go. We have a checkpoint time in this case of 15.30 or 3.30 in the afternoon Eastern, and that's when we make our decision points. So moving forward here, All right, we got a 78-point down move. Remember, I said our positive delta trigger was plus 4. We're only at plus 1.51, uh, so there's nothing to do here. We are taking a bit of, hit, of a hit from implied volatility, but not bad. The, uh, remember, the exit loss trigger is $500, and given the size of the move, this isn't a bad drawdown at all. Recovered mostly the following day. You can see the market's really moving around. 
there was a, a time not too long ago, even as little as a year and a half ago, where we would say a record price move in the Russell for a single day was about 64 points. We've already had a 78-point down move and a 74-point up move just in this trade alone. But you see the trade is handling it fine. There's really no problem. We're actually up $82 at this point. We haven't even hit an adjustment. So let's go ahead. Okay, we get a 62-point down move here. Uh, it's okay to be outside the tent. We allow the this trade to go outside the tent. We're mainly concerned to see if we hit a delta trigger. And again, our delta trigger is positive 4. We're only 286, so we're going to leave this alone. Now, this is very different than a, a directional trade, right? If I was taking a directional trade in this and I was getting this kind of chop, that would stop me out to the downside if I'm on the wrong side of that chop for sure. So the nice part about this type of trading is you can run back and forth. Now, in this particular case, we didn't make a ton of money. We only have a very small position on, so um, realistically, the most we'd expect to make, this, make from this on a good cycle is $500 anyway. We're up almost $100, so everything's going fine here. Okay, so here we have a situation where uh, I'm out what we call outside of our long strike. So the, one of the adjustment parameters on this is minus three on something this size. However, if I get outside my long strike, my adjustment parameter could become zero delta. So that being the case, I'm at minus 0.51 delta, my maximum or the most negative, I don't allow negative delta essentially when I'm positioned this way. To correct that, as we said earlier, I roll down one of these, that brings me to positive delta. There's my adjustment. So right now we're up $86. Let's move on. Okay, Marcus pulling back down again. Here we are, we had a decent sized move here, 58 points, that's pretty far down. I mean, we've had a lot in this cycle. It doesn't look very big because of the size of the moves we've been getting in general, but we went through this whole big drop and now we've come back up again and let's see what happens here. It's Friday. Ah, look what happens here. We have our analytical software, and the analytical software says we're down 228 points. First of all, that's incorrect, meaning that, right, you see all my implied volatility here says zero. This is a day with bad data. So what actually happened in the market this day? Um, it's not showing us here on this price chart, but I can tell you we had a down move of, uh, I believe, over 80 points. I think it was an 84-point down move. And if you take a look at an 84-point down move, that puts us all the way down into this range here. Is that going to trigger an adjustment? Is it not going to trigger adjustment? I don't really know, right? How do I know? 
Well, one of the things you can do is you can try a different analytical platform. Now, we do have a different analytical platform here that I have anyway, and this is called Option View. And if you've seen other winning trades, you've probably seen me use Option View at, at one point or another. So what I did here is I came in on Monday and and I put my position in as of Monday. And then I went to Tuesday, and then I checked my delta. So according to this software, if this happens, or this when this happened, I was actually positive 7.85 delta. Now I'm only allowed positive 4. That being the case, I'm going to want to make an adjustment. So the adjustment on this particular case to back out of this, and this is what our analytical chart looked like, by the way, uh, our adjustment on this particular case would be to go from here to here. Now, I don't have the correct profit and loss on this particular instance. I knew because I, I, I was in the markets live, I knew what the drawdown was. But for the backtesting purposes, I wanted to make sure if I was backtesting this, for example, uh, I want need to know whether or not I'm going to make an adjustment. So here, this isn't enough. I would have to go more. Let's see how far we went. So we actually sold this one. We sold this one. And we put two up here. This puts us into a symmetrical butterfly. And it gives us a delta of positive two. Now, when I convert this into analytical software, I can use the pricing in this analytical software, and I can put it in the analytical software that we have, or the uh, Option Net Explorer software, so that I keep my profit and loss correct. So anyway, I had to make that adjustment during this day, and that gave us a position that looked like this. Again, the profit and loss is off a little. If I go the following day, If I do that here on Option Net Explorer, if I go the following day, I also have bad data. This is not correct. So I'm just going to ignore this for now, and I can go over to my other analytical software. And this time, I had to do a rollback. So here's my original position here. I've gone too far, I'm too positive delta, and I'm already in a symmetrical butterfly. So in this strategy, this is going to trigger a rollback or a move to starting position. Now, when I moved this, I, I had to sell off my original position, and I just corrected it to a regular put butterfly because that's what I normally trade in this, in this trading strategy. So I just corrected it to a normal put butterfly. I could have rolled it back and kept it an iron. Again, it doesn't matter. So I come back down into here. And I set up my position. I'm flat delta. This is what I look like here. Okay. If I go to Thursday on this platform, again, I, I, I change all the prices over to this platform. If I go to Thursday, or I'm sorry, to Wednesday with this platform here, I can now 
put my new position in. I can correct my profits and losses so I have the right P&L, and I'm back in the business because now my analytical software is working again. So this was the rollback that we had. We rolled back to 2130. We had a 60-point lower wing. We had a 1, 2, 3, 4, a 50-point upper wing. That Again, that gave us a pretty neutral delta on the other analytical platform. This is what it comes out the other side looking like here on Wednesday. Okay, so from here, we can just continue to trade. The question becomes sometimes, though, is what if I don't have another analytical platform? Well, if you don't have another analytical platform, then your broker should, or at least almost all brokers do that deal in options, they're going to have the, the delta of your position on the platform. So in this particular case, I have, and this isn't the same trade, this is a different trade, this is current, this is live. Uh, this is an M3.4U position too, by the way. And currently I have 20 2260s. I have short 40 2220s. I'm long 20 2160s. And my composite delta is right here of 43. So if I don't have my analytical platform, I can fall back to this. It doesn't always give me the same reading as the analytical platform, but it does give me something I can go by. And I can run it off that, and I can decide whether or not to make my adjustment off of that. If I don't have, my platform doesn't give me the composite delta, what it will give me is it will give me the delta of each individual option that I have. And I can go in and I can add and subtract the delta from my position. So for example, if I had this position on here, and I didn't have any of this analytical software, I know I got minus... Uh, 55 times 2, you know, 55.37 times 2. I have positive because I, uh, I'm negative here. So a negative of a negative is a positive. I have positive 4 times 43.94, and I have negative 2 times 31.89. And I can do the calculation numbers, and that's just going to give me my normal delta number. So this can all can be handled if it happens. And it does happen from time to time, so it's a good to know how to do that. So I thought this would be a good example to point that out. Anyway, from here, if we continue to go forward, we ended up getting a big up move. We ended up higher than the long strike. So my long strike is 2180. My asset price is 2181. I'm over my long strike. I don't allow negative delta over my long strike. I'm going to come in and do the same thing I did before. And that is going to move some of these 2180s back. This is our new position. If we move forward here. You can see we're still chopping back and forth a little bit. Here. On this day, we get way up into here. I'm negative 0.71 delta. Again, we don't allow, allow negative delta, so we're going to roll this down to this 2180. Put down to 2170. This is going to be our new position. Here. We are, once again, negative, minus 1.62 delta. That being the case, I'm going to roll this down. And this, this time here, though, if I roll this back, I end up getting more capital in the position than I want. See, every time I move this upper long strike, I get more and more 
capital in on the downside. So I'm also going to move this 20, 2070 up to 2080. So you'll see both of those move. You'll see this move here, minus 2 plus 2 and minus 2. And this can be done in one order as a condor. And that puts me into this position here. So let's uh, clear those and uncheck this. And this is our new position here. So now we're positive delta again. We're up $696. Continue on. Oop, had another big down move here. But again, that's not bothering us. And I don't think there was... Oh, there was one more. Okay, so here we are on the uh, 8th of April. Again, we are negative delta. Again, if I pull this down, it's not making the delta shift or it's putting too much money in the position. So I'm also going to move up here to control my downside risk. Selling the condor just like before. This is our new position here. And then if we continue to move forward, We had an adjustment here again on the 12th. Again, we're negative delta. We're moving the long, the long strike down. And it looks like I moved this one up as well. You can see that our capital is very controlled. It's only $2,000 at this point. And then it looks like we did that maybe uh, one more adjustment here the following day where I took negative delta again. We took this put and brought it down to 2140. This is our new position here. And then of course, we're three days to expiration. And this would be something that I would just let expire. So, oops, this is the following trade. Let's get off of this. This is the last trading day in the software. I always trade out of the, the, the I trade out of the trade within the software because it doesn't give me my settlement prices on the, in the index the following day. So we're going to trade out of this. But I, uh, in in real life, we're just going to let this expire at a profit of, profit of about uh, nine hundred eighty five dollars. So that is an example of the M3 point for you. And those are some of the examples that we face in both uh, live trading and back testing when we're doing these strategies. So hopefully that was educational for you. Uh, also would like to note that with this April cycle, the M3 point for you has had an anniversary of winning trades. If we take a look at the results of this trading strategy over the last 12 trading months, you'll see we have quite an impressive situation here. So far this year, the M3.4U has had a 4.3% return, a 4.1% return in February, 12.7% in March, and a 19.5% in April. If we go to the previous year, 2020, we all know how much of a crazy year 2020 was. It was insane. If we look at that, we have a 2% return in December, 8.1 in November, 9.4 in October, 13.6 in September, 18.5 in August, 16.9 in July, 6.9 in June, and an 8.8 in May. And that makes a full year of wins for the M3.4U through a market that is completely insane. So... 
We simply love it when we have these winning trade anniversaries. Anyway, uh, if you, we take a look at the rest of the results for 2020, uh, we also had our losses, and that was in March and April when we had the, the uh, coronavirus issue and the market crashed like it's never crashed before in history. We had a losing month of 18. We had two trades open. We had our March and April at the same time. If you remember, these do overlap. We had March and April open at the same time. We took an 8.6% uh, loss in March and a 124 in April. If you average those out, those are just two normal losses for the strategy. So not really a big deal when you consider the win rate, which is absolutely fantastic. Then the other two months of the year, January, we had a 2.6 positive, and February, we had a 9.3 positive. So anyway, those are the results for the winning trade, the M3.4U, over the last year and what, three months. What a fantastic uh, performance record. Anyway, that is why I love the M3.4U, this episode's winning trade. If you like what you see, I encourage you to come on over to thewinningtrade.com. That's thewinningtrade.com and discover how you too can follow along with this and many other great options trading strategies as they unfold during our weekly options trading for income webinars. Also, where you can learn about upcoming winning trade presentations, explore past winning trades, and receive access to all sorts of great bonus material. Also, if you'd like to skyrocket your trading results, you can do so with our free trading performance podcast, and that's available at tradingperformancepodcast.com. And also, we have our main site at lockinyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com. If you have any questions or comments or anything else you'd like to see on the next winning trade, we'd love to hear from you. Please comment on the video below, and I'll make sure I answer any questions for you personally. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next winning trade.